Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Carousel Podcast. I have a very exciting guest today. I'm going to mess up her name, but it is Ask Vupling, um, who is a major Twitter figure. You have definitely, if you're in the ad world, you've definitely seen her stuff. Um, she runs Adland, adland.tv, which is a really cool kind of, um, how would you say it? Like, uh, like, not mainstream, like against the mainstream, uh, red pilled, not not in the political sense, but just like uh, one of the very, very few magazines out there that speaks the truth about the ad world. Maybe the only one that's of any size at all, because as we all know, things like Adweek and AdAge are now just like pay to play garbage machines. Yeah. Um, she is also founder and builder of Adland, as I just said, chief technical officer of Brown and Red, which is a cool studio that um, both, I think, does brand work and makes your own things. And exactly. also a uh, former Parsons student and art director at big agencies, Saatchi, BBDO and Publicis. So she's a advertising industry um uh, very well sort of pedigreed in the advertising world, but also for some, whatever reason, willing to speak the truth about it. So how, how did that happen? How did you rebel and defect from your class? I, I don't know. I'm just me. I've done, I've done it for decades. I, I, it was like when I started out and I built Adland for one simple reason, it was because as a student, I was really obsessed with ads and you couldn't find them online. And so you could only like basically buy Lurcher's archive or buy the award shows or like get in at shots.net. And those were really expensive. And as a student, you couldn't afford that. So I was like, well, the internet is here and let me just build something that other students can use to see ads online, to find the award winners and keep up with the news and stuff. And it's really funny because I know for a fact that a lot of the users in the start are like super creative directors or CCOs now at various you know, international places. And it's like, I know that they, they started there because they were poor, starving art students as well. So it, it's, it's, that's where it began. And I don't know, I've just been writing what I think about advertising for the longest time too, because the, the articles will bring the people in to look at the ads, which are in the archive. And that's like how that works. Right. So have you faced any, <clears throat> cause you're off doing your own thing now, you have your own situation so you're not at another agency but have you ever faced any backlash inside the establishment oh, yeah. agency world? oh yeah it was it was a complete secret for a really long time that it was me that was running it mm. so it was actually creative creativity magazine that outed me really and why what, what happened um they were they called me up and I was very flattered by it <laughs> and then they were just like yeah so she's doing this and she's doing that and also she runs Adland and it was like uh-oh <laughs> I'm gonna be in trouble now but like I was always making sure like there's ads that I have created in Adland as well as ads that other people have created so I always went to my bosses and I was like I want to put this one in Adland is that cool with you and they're like yeah that's fine so I was always checking with the people yeah. So it wasn't your opinions necessarily that because you're you're pretty like if you read your feed and you read the stuff you say, you're definitely like uh, analytical and outspoken in a way that is pretty like could piss people off. Right. 
Yeah, it pisses people off. It, 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 <laughs> it, it, it was a bit of the opinions. I was always checking if I could put, you know, the, the agency's ads in it. And I was always very careful with drawing the line that I'm not going to leak agency secrets. Yeah. Like if we're in a pitch or something like that, because you just don't do that. But like the if I was writing something about an ad campaign that I really didn't like because I thought it was just, you know, this has no idea or concept to it. And I would write that then, you know, invariably somebody would be upset somewhere and they'd seek me out and like the ad bars and go, nee, 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 nee. why yeah. did you say that about my ad campaign? And I'm like, well, dude, it wasn't very good. Yeah, right, like, right. And right. he's like, but you're not my creative director. And it's like, no, I'm not. But I, I can still have an opinion. Yeah. And then for a while there, people, people were really upset with it. And they were like constantly saying, who are you and what awards did you win yeah, yeah it's, right, it's right. like yeah but you did you say that to bob garfield because like he is very opinionated about ads too and it's coming from the same place it's like does this work for the target and the consumer and all that is bob garfield copywriter no um do you no, know bob, copy, copy yeah writer? i know who, yeah. yeah yeah i know him that's not bob yeah bob <laughs> who's bob Bob wrote in paper papers like decades ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's written many books about advertising. And he used to be like, his column was the column to read at the time. About wow. the ad world. Yeah. About, yeah, there's like, a few of them out there. there. There's Copy Renter, who is like super critical. And he actually has, I really like his Substack. He He has good, I don't know how he's so prolific. He's like publishes like multiple times a week and he has so many examples. So he must have some like backlog. And then there's also that guy, Ad Contrarian dude. Yeah, who's like always, he's on like LinkedIn. And he's like an old guy who's always talking crap about everybody. Yeah. And then there's um, uh, Dear George George Parker for Ad Scam. Oh, he's also okay. one of the, the, the old Madison Avenue guys who's like, giving everybody crap yeah <laughs> they, they swear a lot and it's yeah. like yeah it, yeah, it yeah. feels like they're they're like sipping martinis writing like nee, 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 nee. yeah <laughs> you know yeah, it's like critics. okay cool right you just right. never like anything i like stuff and i say when i like stuff yeah so. what do you like in today is there anything you like right now oh yeah there was um an ad that i put up like just the other day I'm going to have to, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to turn off my email because I am getting like 4,000 of them and it's <laughs> no beeping worries. a lot. Um, so yeah, there was a, a an ad for Dole, like the fruit company and the fruit stuff. And they decided to create printer's ink out of fruit and berries and vegetables. And they printed these things that look like nutritional fact things that are posters. And they placed them strategically like next to vending machines of candy bars and you know, people selling French fries or McDonald's or whatever. And it said this poster has more nutritional values than, <laughs> you know, the, the stuff over there. And it's yeah. like, that's kind of amazing because it has more C and D vitamins in it. And it's just because of the print. And it's full of less crap, probably, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good. That's a, that's a great campaign. Printer ink oh, yeah. is probably cheaper, too, because printer ink is the most expensive, you know, like per liter. Printer ink is like the most expensive substance on Earth. There's like, <laughs> like more than oil. Yeah. And the, and then they, all they have to do is cut like the, the case study file and then they can cut shorter videos and stick it up on social media and everything. Yeah. It worked everywhere. So that's what I really like about it. Yeah, no, that's great. So simple. That yeah. just works everywhere. 
Yeah, that's a really that's a good one. The only campaign that I feel like has been any actual good in a long time is the um when you can't stop food about thinking about, you know, like those ads. Do those annoy you? kind of but it, it's a it, it is a good concept for that you know it's a good but, concept right because I, yeah. I feel like i'm like a big insights guy you know because i i went to bookshop so i learned like the traditional method um is that postmates yes it's postmates well, yeah postmates that was before their bottoms menu so you know this was their really uh when all There's, you can what is this pizza is think about when all you can burgers is think about when all you can pizzas think about and it is the reason why i like it is because it i think ads are great when they can communicate an insight in a really just like interesting way and it is true that like i'm totally one of these people who like my entire day i will think about the same food that i'm gonna eat that night and i just can't it's like i get flashes 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 of it all day and i felt like that was kind of cool that they yeah i was liking that. it because because they they, they messed with the language yeah yeah, yeah right, it's right. it's like yeah. i've always found that interesting like nobody doesn't like sarah lee and i thought those ideas are fun you know and yeah. we used to have a campaign in sweden where it was um uh, well, I'll say it in Swedish. Mjölk ger starka ben, which is milk gives you strong bones. And then they wanted to like change this a little and swap it up a little bit. So they were saying mjölk ger starka barn, which sounds very similar, but it means milk gives strong children. And so you can't really say that grammatically in Swedish. So it's like a little jarring when you hear it and you're like, wait, that doesn't work. But that's what makes it good. Yeah, so it's like a it's like a pun, but it sounds the same, but it's just like one word slightly different. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> no, it's it is it is it, right because it's like also that you're when all you can pizza is think about it. It also is like linguistically doing the thing that's happening in your mind at the same time. Exactly, cool, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, okay, well, that's enough good stuff about ads. We should definitely uh, go to all the bad things, which is what we want to talk about. So, so, so many bad ads. So, so I've just come so off. Many bad things. Yeah, I've just come off jury duty from a local award, and then there's a an award going on in the UK right now. And some of the stuff like on this list that we're supposed to judge, I'm like looking at it and it's like, are we doing advertising anymore? Because everything is just about you know it's it's not about advertising anymore the ideas that are reaching the top in the jury list is like you know a, a topic that somebody has to love like oh let's like vouch for all the queer people in the world it's like okay but as an ad this is kind of sucky and it's like ooh, you can't say that and it's like but it is like why can't i say that it's like it should not be in in this award show at all there's this um it's it's um we are queer britain made a campaign and it's for a museum for the the queer museum whatever that is the national lgbtq plus museum so so they made a poster campaign for it and it's like all of these you know close-up portraits in the in the poster size of people with you know various degrees of makeup and glasses and funkiness and i'm i'm assuming these people are some sort of celebrity where wherever they are but all of the headlines are like it's vital to be seen 
or it's affirming to be seen or it's significant to be seen. And I'm like, what does this even mean? And then they have like thousands of these, um, you know, they're showing the wild posters that they did them all in different colors. So it's like, it's important to be seen. It's radical, it's fabulous, it's wonderful, it's joyous to be seen. I, I still don't understand what this means or how it's gonna bring me to the museum because I don't, I don't know what's in the museum. Why would I wanna go there? I, that's what you're supposed to tell me. So you're telling me it's necessary to be seen and that's why I should go to the museum. And it's like, but what is the museum even showing me? I mean, I know gay people have existed throughout history, like, come on. <laughs> so it's just all, it, it, it's literally just pictures of people. And, yeah, and, that, and, with and that's that it, and, with and the then, headline, never hide. Yeah, and all of these, like, you know, so different wild posters where they're all in different colors and everything. It's like, this looks mysteriously like those mock-up images I use. Like, did this actually happen? Did they have all of these poster places? Because it doesn't seem like they did. You know, so why just, is this in an award? Yeah, and it also sounds like there's no idea there. There's, is there any, there's no idea. You're not the, getting anything. Well, it's like the pizza you think about. It's like they replace whatever to be seen in every single one. So it's important, it's radical, it's affirming, it's- Oh, I see, okay. Powerful. So it's just a different it's, adjective? Yeah, it's joyous. And, to be and, seen, I see, okay. Well, it's still not I, really an idea. It's really, like it's, it doesn't have anything to do with anything really. Yeah. No, it's, it's just yeah. like sort of narcissistic. I'm like, yeah. this tells me as the viewer, absolutely nothing. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's joyous to be seen. Yes, I know. I appreciate being seen too. I don't what? <laughs> right. Everybody appreciates being seen. Uh one time of do you remember? I think there was a Ray-Ban thing called Never Hide. Yes. Yeah, there was a great Ray-Ban campaign called Never Hide, and a friend of mine made a like there's a famous picture of Richard Ramirez, the serial killer, like wearing Ray-Bans. You know, he's like very handsome. And somebody made a never hide like with him. And I was I, I tried to get a shirt out of it because I loved it so much, but I think it was too controversial. Um yeah, that's a little dangerous. Yeah. Uh no, but yeah, you're right. So so tell tell me more about like what you're experiencing. So you how do you get selected to be on these juries? And what are you supposed to be looking for when you're judging? Oh, it depends on the category, but you know, so like they're copywriting categories and there's art direction or categories. And then there's like sound editing and all that. So on one of them, I've been on it for years now. And it's because I run Adlen and I write about advertising that I'm on that jury. And it took a while before they let me in, which is fine. But I think it was because they also know that I have a day job in advertising. So that's kind of a conflict. Um, so that one's a little different, but the other ones, they want you to have a day job in advertising, obviously, but they don't want you to be in the same state, for example. So like the ad clubs. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm the judge in several states over so that you don't have like the local conflict. And those are really local awards. And some of that stuff is terrible, but sometimes you can actually find really good graphic art there. So that's fun. Yeah. And then the others, you get selected on them because you've won them. So I've been on like um, like the Dan Danish awards and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 So what, like, uh, <clears throat> have you noticed a change between 
what used to be being judged versus what is being judged now. Oh yeah, like in Can, I mean, I realized that they created like the white pencil and stuff like that, but in Can, basically everything that floats into the top is some sort of, this is like the hot topic social thing that we have to care about right now. So it's like the environment and like one year it was just water everywhere. Like everybody needs water and now it's like <laughs> wind power. And I'm like, like, so all of the awards are like, oh yeah, we have to support women. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's great. But how does it sell razors? <laughs> like, yeah. like that's I'm 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 seeing all of these great like social like sort of forward thinking ideas coming up to the top but it's not selling a product right so and, what's actually happening like why why is this happening do you think um I don't know I mean the there's always been a lot of like fakery going on in the awards like there's things that were never mass produced or never done properly or the clients like not even signed off on it that have been created just to win awards so I guess they got bored with you know the the pop-up shops and you know the pretend stickers that never actually happened and uh, the mugs with noses on them for like <laughs> plastic surgeons um, so they got bored with all of those things and now it's all about um I don't know, just pick a cause and that's how you win your award. That's what's going to get the titanium. It's but that's, not like- But that same change has also happened in movies. It's happened in, you know, magazines. It's that, that same thing is happening everywhere. So why, you would think ads would be the last place that it's happening because ads are like, you know, arguably the most capitalistic of any of those enterprises. But <clears throat> why- like, how come more people like us who would say, all right, yeah, this is great, but how is this in any way related to, to the product? <clears throat> you know, I think the most crazy one I ever saw was, was I was, I actually won a one show award for doing a sonnet spec campaign. Mm -hmm. And the year before I was like looking through the ads and they'd done one with like a transgender bride, like in the rain like reading a poem in the rain <laughs> it was just like it was just like first of all do insurance companies even cover weight rain on your wedding day like i feel like that's like something they don't cover and then second of all like like it was just so funny because it was like the rain on the wedding day was like five percent and then the fact that it was a transgender bride was like obviously what it was all about and it was just like this has nothing to do with the thing you're selling at all this is it's just like the product you don't even pay attention to it so but you would think somebody in that in that company you would think some executive these are very smart executives right why doesn't somebody say this has absolutely nothing to do with what we're selling like where is that person why why have they been silenced i i have no idea i mean it's like <laughs> and and it's funny that you bring up that it's an insurance thing that that reminds me of mayhem i think that's like yeah, yeah that's mayhem. a really a smart camp it's great campaign. mayhem's great mayhem's awesome yeah i love him but yeah so i don't i think what's happened is um like we were just the ad woke what brett craig keeps saying yeah you've you have like this diversity thing happening inside of agencies and i mean i've noticed it on twitter as well i was 
somebody was asking for jurors and I'm like, I'm just, I'm judging right now. I'd be happy to help on this one too. And somebody else popped in and was like, you can't have her on the jury. (laughs) She's an exclusionary. And it's like, okay, first of all, who the hell are you? Yeah. (laughs) And like, if you want to take that job, which is unpaid and takes a lot of hours, feel free. They were like, you can't give her that platform. And it's like, it's like, do you guys know that certain juries you just sit on and you you sit and click online and it's you don't get paid for it? It's not that glamorous. It really isn't. But um, where was I? <laughs> well, so did you uh, get, did they take you off? Yeah, they took me off. <sighs> so so, yeah, well, so I, wait, so tell us, just for, so the audience knows, I think I know, but what are the opinions that they're getting mad about? Um, that I think women are women and men are men. It's pretty simple. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously- That's my problem here. (laughs) And I also think that we should like keep the word woman because that's one of the things I've noticed also in advertising agencies, especially if you're working on any like female related products, they're not using the word woman anymore, anywhere. And it's like, I don't want that to happen because woman is the only way that you can- describe an adult human female without like you know we remove that word we're actually making women lesser than humans because like every single animal has a word for their females and we're not going to get one that's dehumanizing at the very least and it's I'm, i'm so insulted that these companies do it like i write them letters i'm like i am never buying your feminine protection product again because <laughs> you are removing the word woman yeah. and it's i am your client like right. i'm the person who buys this and i buy a lot of it because like i have problems <laughs> like, and a teenage daughter and she steals my stuff <laughs> No, I mean, I'm obviously completely on the same page. I, I, I don't, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I, 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 it's, I, I do think that like some of these issues can be distracting, but it's like this one to me is particularly the one that you know that this group of whatever you want to call it, woke people, <clears throat> this to me is the one that really tips you off that it's like it's rotten to its core because yeah, they're destroying women. Like women, it, it, it's, I completely agree with you. So so do you feel that you, do you feel comfortable with the label turf? Yeah, I mean, I guess I own it. Um, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't really, because I'm not a radical feminist. I mean, I do understand what radical feminism is. My mother wrote for MS Magazine. So I have grown up in a feminist household and I just never thought I was a radical one because I'm wearing makeup and high heels and all that stuff. I'm not, I'm, I'm, and I, and despite being quite bendable, if we put it that way, I'm not a political (laughs) lesbian. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I've not gone out and like announced to the world that I'm freaking queer because it's none of anybody's business. And so uh, I don't like that they apply radical feminism to me, but liberal feminism, which is the choice feminism is like, that's just masquerading. That's not feminism at all. It's like, you know, it's feministic that I'm wearing lipstick because I made the choice to do so. Mm-hmm. Or right. that I have an OnlyFans is my choice. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, it's not. You can't. I mean, it's like you have no understanding of feminism if you think that's your choice. 
Yeah. Because it isn't. It's society is expecting something from women that they don't expect from men. Right. And, well, and you're, you're, yeah, you're turning yourself into a, you know, a product. A, a, you're right. And, and you're saying it's my choice. It's like, yeah, that's so funny. Also, it's like the people who are like, oh, I'm so proud that Salesforce just paid for my abortion. <laughs> it's like, it's that like, is it's it, like yeah, think that about is... that. Just think about that for like one more second and think why would Salesforce pay for your abortion besides that they like care about feminism? Maybe it's because they want you to work 14 hours a day for, for no money. You know, like maybe yeah. that's why. That's a good topic for this week because this is <laughs> national national baby loss week or whatever it's called, like for all oh. the women who who have tried and failed. And like, I've been on that track for the past 10 years, like the past decade. So that's yeah. not a fun area to be in at all. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I, I find it really, really like upsetting when everybody's like, yay, abortions. And it's like, I had an abortion. And it's like, okay, good for you. I have made a beautiful child and I wanted to make more of them. Yeah. So yeah. It's like I'm counting my blessings that I actually have one because <laughs> I have a medical history that doesn't really make it easy for me. So, right. Um, but it's like all of these people just like, it was some actress that accepted an award and said she couldn't have been there without her abortion. It's like, do you understand what you're saying? You're saying that women who have children yeah. can't have in a career. So, I think the discussion that should be had there is why can't we help women who have children? Like, why is it that they have 100% of the responsibility of bringing a child up? Yeah, like, right, right, right. Well, like, we don't talk about motherhood at all. You know, no. it's almost like we don't talk about, like there were so many things that my wife just had no idea about or like wasn't at all prepared for because, you know, she has ultra liberal upbringing. And it's like the the position of mother is just not even... Like there's no Disney movie about how to be a good mom, you know that's no, no. that doesn't it, exist. It, Disney it, movies, all the moms are gone because exactly they're, they're all dead or something. Yeah, right, right, right. There's no like, there's no Disney movie about like, oh, the, here was my amazing journey to like, you know, figure out how to be a great mom. You know, here's all the great issues. Here's all the issues you have to deal with. You know, yeah. I think you know, so I, I feel conflicted because you see, uh, like, have you seen the new Game of Thrones? No, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I can't yeah. stand it. So the new Game of Thrones, you know, you're thinking it's going to be super woke. And it is definitely very woke. Um, it's not very woke. It's like a little woke. And but like maternity plays a massive role in it. So there's all these it's like it's like if you see now they're showing like dicks more because they want it to be, oh, you're seeing boobs. You should also see dicks. So the, one of nobody, the other things nobody needs to see penis. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. Besides, nobody wants to see that shit. But uh, but I'll go for butts. Butts yeah. are okay. Butts are right. <laughs> right. No, but one of the other things they're showing gratuitously is like birth scenes. Well, you know, like really gritty, like really like graphic birth scenes, and like oh, people are like lactating. And on the one hand, me, I'm like, oh, get this, you know, get this woke crap out of here. But on the other hand, I'm thinking like, well, if that helps make like the position of motherhood like cool, you know, if that if that makes it like more visible, then that's great because we should have female hero characters should be mothers, I think. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, I think most female heroes are mothers because that's 
that's the instant, like your heart starts walking outside of your body and you dedicate the rest of your life to another person. Right. And it's like, why don't we talk more about it? It's like, it's like, oh, but it's way better for me to forego all of that and become a middle manager at Salesforce. You know, that's, that's really what feminism is. It's like, that's not like, and then that's not feminism. That's just like slavery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, like, I, I, I think it's also, it's really weird because everybody's like, oh, if you talk about motherhood, you're like, you're putting women in this, like have to stay at home and whatever. It's like, I wasn't married when I had my baby. <laughs> you don't have to go that path, but it would be easier if work helped you. Like I was judging an award show when she was three months old and I was actually helped by the award show because they broke for lunch for me so I could go home and nurse. Like, so little things like that will help you be able to keep your career and be a mother at the same time. And that's never talked about, but sure, we can like fly you to another state for an abortion. Yeah, right, like, right, right. How, how much maternity leave are you going to give me? Exactly, like none. I mean, that's totally true. Right. My, yeah, and my then, wife then just then it's also through. like, yeah, then there's also the there's also the ones who are like, oh, yeah, we're going to give you like your transgender surgeries that you need. It's like, dude, I feel a little old. Can I get a facelift? Like, <laughs> Where's my where, where? where? Yeah, where's my surgery? Can I, I can I affirm my identity? Like, where, yeah. where? <laughs> like I identify as a 20 year old and I clearly don't look it. So <laughs> I feel that's also like as a straight man who you know straight men are horny we all are and we all want to you know I, I not to be crass but we all want to bang 20 year old girls you know we all want that but anybody who says they don't is lying and yep. it's like it's I, so I, i've been a, i've been a 20 year old girl at an ad agency <laughs> full of men so yeah i'm really aware of it yeah exactly you know how often so what's so funny to me is there's all these like movies about uh like you know, the man is frustrated and acts poorly his whole life until he comes out as gay. And then he's finally like, he's finally affirmed and and like he can finally like be his true self and just like have sex with young men. And I'm like, when do I get to like have that? <laughs> like, when do I get to like come out as like wanting to bang young girls? Like, with the, I never, yeah, you know, like when do I, I have to stay repressed my whole life you know like i i never get to like come out and just like be myself you know like none of us do we all have yeah. to you know like we all have to be married and and not do that which is a sacrifice we make you know i mean that's we everybody makes sacrifices for marriage men and we both sides make tons of sacrifices and that's just one of them so it's like it's always funny to me that like for some reason the closeted gay man is like totally justified in destroying his family and going and banging I've, I've always men, hated like, that. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's yeah. like, oh, what a hero. Like there was some celebrity in, in the UK who did that after 27 years and two daughters who were like adults now. He comes out and he's now like, everybody's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> somebody asked his wife what she feels about that. Cause you know, she signed on for a rest of our lives thing. And he just walked away and now he's hailed as a hero and she's just cast aside. Like this is disturbing. Yeah, like exactly. he he got to have both worlds he's like i got to be you know it's yeah. like she lived a lie for 27 years that's right, awful right what about her like yeah and he but he is like oh i'm free and i'm a hero now yeah it's, it's yeah and she fun. has to like hang around and be publicly supportive of him but it's like 
She's like, uh, you didn't even know you were a beard for 27 years. I mean, it's a completely different thing if it's an arrangement. There was a lot of people who have that kind of arrangement and it works out for them. But yeah, yeah. she didn't know. She had no idea. That's like the massive. That's the biggest backstab you could have. Yeah. Also, I'm wondering how on earth didn't she know? Like, I've had bisexual boyfriends. Of course, you know. Yeah, you like, know, it's like, level. well, maybe it's. Yeah. yeah, it's like her gaydar must be so bad. <laughs> Terrible gaydar. Um, okay, let's talk about the next topic we have here. So uh, brands in your privacy. Oh, yeah. Oh, so there's there's a lot of stuff going on with privacy that is just terrible. Um, and I'm getting more and more paranoid about where I sign up and how I use my phones and stuff. And I'm trying to lock everything down because like when Uber got hacked by an 18 year old kid, which was hilarious, every single trip that I take listed as home and office is like available to this guy and my credit card and and everything that I'd done. And I saw how they stored everything in various clouds. And once he was in, he could get everything. So that's disturbing because like I keep my whereabouts a secret and I've been doing that consistently for over a decade. Like I often tweet out like if photos from Stockholm when I'm not in Stockholm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably smart. And there's, these are photos that I've taken. So like my, my phone is like registering where they are and stuff like that. I remove um, EXIF data when I'm sharing anything from like my photos of my cats and stuff like that. And it's just brands don't seem to care as much as I do about my security. Like having the Uber app hacked, I was like, you know what? This information about where I'm going is valuable to at least one person out there that I'm trying to hide from because he's a stalker. <laughs> oh, so it's, it's really not nice that, that all of these apps are like really, really bad at keeping things secure. I mean, they, they, they make like amateur mistakes. Like they keep things in the Amazon clouds and have it open for everybody to read. It's so incredibly stupid. And in Sweden, we have like all these companies that, um, um, like we have all these companies that have registrations of various different things. So you have your like driver's license ID, you have your uh, registration for hunting. So a couple of years ago, they were looking for somebody to deal with how the database of the driver's license IDs were handled in Sweden. And so they put it out to various different companies and suddenly somebody discovered that all of the national IDs of driver's licenses was on a foreign cloud. And so this is information wow. about every single citizen in Sweden that has a driver's license. Jeez. And it's like on AWS or something. Oh my yeah. God. And, and also a lot of these people have secret identities because in Sweden you can have like your address is anybody can look up anybody's address. And, uh, uh, but some people who have stalkers and stuff following them around or like, or similar, they can have a secret uh, identity like so everything is locked down and you don't know where they live and you can't look them up and stuff and so that was out there so everybody knew where all the secret identity people were and this put a lot of women in danger and then right now just today this happened the 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 hunting the hunter's id um thing is available on an open cloud so everybody can see who oh, has a hunting ID. Like a hunting license, like a hunt, like licenses. Wow. Yeah. And so, yeah, so now they're going to go after those people, right? Yeah, right. So me and all my guns is available. Great. <laughs> That's fun. At least now you know I have guns. So don't yeah. come at me. But, but, but you were saying, I think, also that um, 
they're also like marketing to this though. They're also saying we care about privacy simultaneously, right? Yeah, and and they're all pretending that they care about privacy. And it's it's really interesting that they've discovered that people are now like, wait a second, I don't want to like share all this information. At the same time, they're like, yeah, we're we care about your privacy, but if you give us your social security number here, you can get twenty five percent off. And it's like. You don't need my social security number. <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's weird how, and then all of these companies are now jumping into the whole of this. So you have like NordVPN or yeah. you have all of these like um, companies that want to make it easier for you to stay secure. So you have like hardware keys are being made so that you can log in from various devices and keep everything on your hardware keys. And then there's like the ones that are doing software like SSH keys, which is great if you're working in a team and everybody needs to be able to log into something and you don't want to like redo your certificate every time somebody is off the team because everybody's freelancing these days. So it's like you're on the team for two weeks and now you're off it. Yeah. <laughs> so they, that, they, yeah, they have like one place to go through <laughs> instead. Oh yeah. But it's it seems to me that it's like they're not taking security as seriously as people who take security seriously and privacy seriously do. And there has to be a way for the consumer to be able to get their data back and use it. So not, not only use it for themselves, but you know, choose who they give their data to and then can get, get perks from it because we're already doing it anyway. We're giving all this data away, but if I could get all my data from one place and show it at another place for perks. That would be, that would be something. I wanted to make this app that does that. I mean, so, I, I know you don't like Urbit, but that's what Urbit is. So Urbit is, is it, totally, um, it's totally portable. Yeah, every anything you ever record on your Urbit planet, it can never be erased. And the only way anybody could ever access it if they have your, you know, like your cryptographic code, you know, just like a Bitcoin. If they, that's the only way you can access that, and it's completely undeletable. So anytime, uh, any key you record in your Urbit, as long as it's hosted, you I mean, you also have to host it. But as long as you host your own Urbit, anytime you go to any other computer forever, you can just plug right back into Urbit, and, and all that data is impossible to delete. But do you get the data that Google has on you, for example? Wait, what do you mean? Well, because like if you walk around with your cell phone, Google knows like every single Google knows where you're jogging in the morning. Yeah. Like sure. and and all of these apps are listening to us at all times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. We like we can't actually turn that off. I mean, as, that's why everybody was complaining as soon as they made like the the batteries in the phones are non-removable. And yeah. every single hacker I knew started complaining. And it was yeah, like yeah, and then normal people were like, whatever. And it's like, no, yeah. they can actually get to your phone when it's off. Yeah, totally. No, and nobody would I mean, what you're saying is totally true that no normal person cares about any of these things because it's just it doesn't really affect them. You know, they don't really think about it, but it well, will. I, and it does. So it, it affects them in ways they don't understand, really. You know, it, yeah. and, I, and I think that's. Yeah, but I think with, with those big data breaches and like how lax the security is at certain apps and the fact that every single app is watching where you go yeah. when you're doing it and can listen to you at all times um and and then that's stored somewhere and then a little hacker walks in and finds it that's, that's disturbing at all so do you buy the 
that the phone's not listening to you? Because they always say the phone's not, oh, it's not actually listening to you. And when you get served the perfect ad of the thing you were just talking about, it's like, oh, the it's just a coincidence. Do you think that it, it's true or not? The phone is listening to you. Okay. Yeah. I think it's it always is. listening. I, I think it definitely it's is. Always listening to you. Every single app, there, there's, there's ways to do it without you having to say, sure, you can use the microphone when the app is open. It can use the <laughs> microphone whenever it wants. Right, right. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's really bad. It's really yeah, bad. I, I mean, that's, I don't know if you saw, I was talking to um, Joseph. Sorry, I have like allergies. No, there. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so I was talking to Joseph Jaffe and he, uh, we were talking about security as well and how I'm trying to de-Google completely. So I'm- De-Google, become un-Googleable. Yeah, well, that's no. a big thing. Well, no, de-Google <laughs> because I don't want to be like stalked. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so I have like, instead of using, just letting my phone upload to Google Photos, for example, I have my own photo cloud at home. <clears throat> but this is like, you know, then you're, then you're buying hardware for like $1,500. Yeah, so you have your own server, right? You have your own like server in your house. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the only way to do it, really. Well, that's very smart that you have that. That's what... I, I mean, I think that's the world that we should all be like trying to get to is basically having micro servers or whatever in our own homes. And then we never have to worry about this again, basically. Yeah. And prices are coming down on them. So and there's there's several that are like, you know, even an idiot can set it up. So it's it's getting easier and easier to do things like that. But when I was on his show, I actually showed him one of my things here that i have hang on Wait, yeah let's see let's see what you got oh. i have a, a purse here and in <laughs> so it, it's just a fancy purse but it's like because I, I i was looking at gun purses the other day and you know that they have like sliding pockets where the gun is yeah. so you can have a you can have this discreet looking purse and then there's a gun inside right yeah. but this is also a discreet looking purse but inside there's a faraday cage oh nice right so what exactly is a faraday cage again and how, how does it work it um shuts off every every single thing that connects to your device yeah it's just so like it like, makes it totally dead and then it can't be tracked it's yeah yeah and it's really good i mean if you have those nfc cards i had a friend of mine he just saw me put my wallet on the table and he just took his phone and went ding, and then he's like oh you bought a coffee and it's like how wow. and he's like well i could get it off of your card your nfc card here and my app told me what you bought and it's like wow. how is that information even out there <laughs> wait that so is... how does it work how does a faraday cage actually work um it's you know? basically metal yeah it's woven metal materials that shuts down all the radio frequencies and everything yeah it somehow just blocks anything that's in there it that's really smart it. Faraday in, cage purse. I like it. I, I, want, yeah. I want that. I'm going to have gonna, carry a man purse. <laughs> I have actually asked them and they're looking into making uh, wallets. Yeah, it'd be huge though. That's probably be too big. It's this thing. Yeah, no, this thing's really bad, man. These things are terrible. I, I, everybody always is like, I don't think any, has life in any way actually gotten easier or better because of cell phones i can't think of any like it's to me it's just like what is better <laughs> nothing yeah, everything's I mean, more of a pain in the ass 
everything everything is now it's i think lax airport is the perfect example of this or did you see that video that went viral the other day that was now to like in a car that was supposed to be super sleek like high-tech car you have to like go through the menu to open the glove box on the interface. So it's like four clicks away instead of just being able to open the damn. I feel like that's what everything is. Like now at LAX, since there were so many amazing uh, Uber options that are supposed to make our lives so much more convenient. Now there's, you know, have you flown in LAX recently? No. So you can't just get a taxi anymore. Now you have to take a bus to another place to get your Uber. Oh, or taxi. yes. So yes, now it yes. takes 35 yeah, they, minutes they... more time than it did before. And this is supposed to be like, you know, really uh, convenient. It's like supposed to be more convenient. And it actually is just far less convenient. Yep. That's why you should take the other airports out of there. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, it's the worst. I, I, I never I try to just never do LAX at, at all. Yeah, when I when I um, worked part time in Stockholm, I was at LAX, you know, every two weeks or every month, and I got to know pretty much everybody who works there, which is pretty <laughs> funny because it's like I'm walking through and it's like, hey, yeah, this is my commute. I do this Oof, all the that's time. Rough. Yeah, it was a rough commute. Yeah. Um. Anyway, all right. So, uh, the the last topic I have here is, uh the terrible branding of conservative media oh god actually one thing about phones though i remember okay, okay, i no, yeah. I, I grew up without phones yeah and what we had was a little black book that everybody had this number list and it was the numbers to the cell phones i mean to the pay phones that were at certain subway stations and so if you wanted to do something one evening you just sat down next to one of those phones and Somebody would call up and go, hey, what's happening tonight? Well, really? you know, I, heard, I heard about a party over there. And it's like, that's how the gang got together. Yeah. And you mean in Sweden? This was in Sweden. Yeah. But we yeah. would actually just guard the phones and, and then spread the word. Yeah. yeah. You could tell people I, where the party's happening, like right. at somebody's house. I was the pager generation. So that's, <laughs> you know, I was pager, the, the beginning of it all, those pagers. I had several pagers. Yeah. Did you ever get beepalepsy? No. What's that? Well, you're working and the pager goes off and you're like, ah, I forgot <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. The terrible branding of the terrible branding media. of conservative media. Yeah. So what do you what what do we mean by that exactly? There's a lot of like there's a lot of conservative outlets popping up and, you know, um, a lot of them are just generally seen as trash papers and trash media and whatever. And I think it's a lot to do with the branding of it because it's, it's like they have like logos with giant, like loudspeakers <laughs> and big and bright red. It's like American. We're basically talking about, uh, um, whatchamacallit coffee, right? Um, you know the co the coffee one is the biggest one. Because how am I forgetting it? it? It's a total scam, by the way. Also, it's like they're so not black something rifle. coffee. Black, black rifle, yeah, black rifle coffee, right? Yeah, black rifle coffee. Yeah, yeah and it's like American flag, awful. patriot, patriot coffee. <laughs> it's awful coffee. It's yeah, so I'm bad. Sure it's terrible. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, they use the wrong beans. Anyway, but yeah, so they either do that or like with over the top American flag and just like super like 
beefed up graphics that looks like it should fit on a truck. And, or they do like, they copy and parody something that's already out there. Oh, and they do the, yeah. yeah, They they do the opposite version of something, you know, to show that we're not like those woke people. Like, wait, so like what? Like, do you have- Jeremy's Razors. Oh yeah, Jeremy's Razors. So that, you know, that's Daily Wire. That's the Daily Wire guy. Who, but even if you just look at the the websites that they generate, and those are like, I think Daily Wire is just, is it a website and a channel or something? Daily Wire so. is like a channel now. Yeah, they have Daily Wire Plus, which is that's their like platform, and they have shows right. and, and then, they have all kinds of stuff. And then you have like Fox News and Fox News America or whatever it's called. It's like they oh, have a, yeah. they, they have, have a like a plus channel. Thing. Thing. Yeah, okay. and yeah. just looking at the logos of it all, and it's like okay, conservatives doesn't have to mean American flag, rah, rah. does it? <laughs> like, could we have it like a little classier? Like, could somebody pick out a good typeface at some point? It is incredible how bad uh, the branding of at least mainstream conservative things is. But I will say there, so there's this guy out there named Mike Ma, who's like a, he was like a, he's like a radical kind of dissident writer type. And he's known for writing a couple books, which are fine. You know, I, I haven't even really read them, but what he's incredible at is design. He's like the best designer working right now. And at, I went to the Urbit Assembly like conference and mm-hmm. he had designed a deck that they presented and it was so good. It was like, the coolest design I've ever seen. Just the fonts were perfect. Everything was really cool. Like just the way he designs things is like incredible. I actually wanted him to design my website, but I think he like can't do it because he's exclusive or something. But um, so I'm thinking maybe it's changing, but you're right that traditionally, like, why is that? Why are conservative, why can conservatives not brand things? I don't know. I mean, um, Breitbart is another good example, yeah, actually. So that looks terrible. awful. So looks, terrible. And it's like the the websites are so bad. And and I'm like wondering, like, why is it that you can't get a website that just works? Like I've <laughs> built better websites and I'm a freaking art director. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's also like how people immediately reject it. So I was interviewed in Breitbart via email and really. Yeah, and it was because um, somebody was attacking the Wikipedia page about Adland because, you know, I had said something that was just enough to get like an edit war going on the Adland page and it just got more and more ridiculous. But also there was this guy that was kind of stalking me and he kept putting my address up on there. And that was like, I don't need that address to be that publicly available. So I kept trying to get it off. And there's no way to get to anybody higher up at Wikipedia. The only way you can actually do something is to become a Wikipedia editor yourself and then, you know, edit thousands of pages so that someday your words have weight. But you cannot ever edit the page that uh, is related to you. Right. So, like, I'm like, I just need my address off there. How do I do that? Like, how do I get it off there? I even spoke to the uh, Jimmy Wales about it and, and explained <laughs> to him that this is a problem because I, you know, I have a blue check on Twitter. So he actually spoke to me. Oh, wow. But, so this ended up in Breitbart. And what did he say? Oh, he's like, you, you should bring it up to whatever, like the same stupid way that yeah. you do it for everybody else. And I'm like, this is like, you shouldn't ask people to learn how to do this 
for yeah. something like this. There, there should be like a red hot button for, hi, I'm being stalked and this idiot keeps putting my address up there. Could you please remove it? Like yeah. I should be able to press a button because this is like safety. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was very upsetting to me. And then um, Breitbart got interested. And so this guy from Breitbart emailed me and he's like, can we talk about this over email? Can you answer all these questions? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll answer all these questions. So I told him like the whole story and how long it had been going on because it had been going on for years. And so he made an article in Breitbart and I was like, oh, well, that's fun. I have an article in Breitbart. And I sent it out to a bunch of friends of mine because we used to sit on a mailing list. And immediately the reaction was Breitbart. And I'm like, yeah, would it, wouldn't it be nice if like somebody else cared? Yeah, right. But because, they're the ones who do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. that's my problem. Nobody else cared. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, it's it's totally true. And and I, I think that a part of the reason why <clears throat> the left has been so able to like that, that's like kind of what I want to do as a person. Like I want to bring, you know, I've worked at branding agencies. I worked at like one of the best branding agencies and it was just like the rest of the ad world, uniformly ultra left, you know, like totally agree and amplify cycle, which I, I talk about all the time. You know, when somebody like I'm sure you've experienced this. They they say something like, oh, I'm really worried about our democracy. <laughs> and then you're supposed to say, yeah, Trump is Hitler. <laughs> like you're, you're supposed to like amplify so that you all know we're part of the same like club, right? Right. And if you're silent, then they go start thinking, hmm, maybe I yeah. should Google, maybe I, I should I, Google I... that guy and, you know, see if he's a, an enemy of our of our class. Um, and this place, Kodo, was exactly like that. I mean, they they were, but the thing is, they were design geniuses and the stuff they made was so good. You know, their, their work was so, so good. So I just want to bring like that quality to places like Breitbart, which is like, why, yeah, why shouldn't they have a beautiful website? It doesn't make any, like, I, you know. Well, I think, I think the problem with conservatives is that they are conservative. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> So they like right. build a website and then they go, yeah, this really ugly newspaper font, like it. And it's like, dude, font world has like gone beyond 1983. So like, and, and they the always Reagan do it. Era. They always yeah, do it. But, but they're the so conservative. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, it's like, they, you know, they're, they're probably in cockies and like a polo shirt at work. It's the, on casual Friday. It's just, yeah. I can, I can just picture them, you know? It's really true, but it's like it's like the conservatives of the Mad Men era actually had a lot of style and like flair, right? And they were pretty much, I mean, at least Mad Men seems to paint them as like all, you know, Nixon guys. So I don't know. It's funny that like that whole side of it has gotten co-opted by left wing and, and they are such better designs. I do think it's changing. I'm starting to see like in my world, there's all these new magazines that are popping up. So there's a magazine called Return and a, a, a magazine called Mars Review of Books. And there's one called Forever. And these are all kind of like more edging towards the right. They're not really conservative, though. They're more just like right wing. And their design is starting to like get good. So that, that's they, nice. I mean, I remember I was talking on, on my mailing list ad list with a bunch of people. This is well over a decade ago. And I was saying that we have to put all these fronts up now. So we have to do the LinkedIn, we have to do the Twitters and we have to do whatever. And when we start putting these fronts up, 
we have to do that thing like yay ukraine you know change our <laughs> flags i have a black square now you know and 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 i warned them i was like this is a problem because in the future all you have to do is look for the silence and see who's not agreeing with you because that's what this mass hysteria we have to show everything is leading to and it's like i'm i may have controversial opinions on a lot of things and i might be conservative and i might not be i mean i've voted all over the place and in sweden you have seven different things to vote for so it's like i can pick and choose and everything is far more left than the american conservatives right so it's like I don't want to be jumping on every single topic. I don't want to be like putting on, and especially not when it's like, it's coming from America and spreads to Europe. Then I'm like, you know what? That's none of our business. Isn't that so funny? It's like, I I think I remember seeing people protesting, like protesting the Roe v. Wade decision in New Zealand. (laughs) I was like, what? Prime minister. Why is that happening? Our Swedish prime minister complained about it. Our Swedish prime minister. And I was just like, first of all, (laughs) like you're the prime minister of Sweden. There's like, if if you want to bitch about somebody else's abortion laws being restricted, like, or very strict, like maybe look to Finland because you can't do an abortion in Finland without a talk with a psychologist. Oh, really? I mean, yeah. yeah. And you have to give your reason and your reason can be, I'm super poor, you know, but you have to, there is no, I just go get an abortion. You have to have that talk. Yeah. 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 Right. And why don't they care about that? Yeah. It's, it it is funny. It, It makes you just feel like there's this massive, you know, I don't know if you also feel this way that this is all coming from it like feels like an agenda being set by someone. And I, I'm not saying like, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I I, I don't believe in uh, lizard people or anything, but it does. It does. It does seem like I mean, it, it does seem like who earlier we were talking about women and there's so many women in, in advertising right now. There's it's a I would say more than men, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the the last team we were working with, uh, there was one guy on the team. Just one. And that, that's been my experience. I'm usually hugely outnumbered. So if that's true and it's sure it is definitely true that there's more men at the top. Definitely. I've experienced that also. It's usually like, yeah, like 10 women on the team. And they're all the middle jobs. And then it's like one hype dad is the king of the women, you know? And like, that's how it is every single time. Um, But given that now that it is so female dominated, I just don't understand. And trans people are like 0.0001, you know, it's such a tiny, tiny group. Why has even marketing, why aren't there more people in marketing like you dictating the agenda like I, who is dictating this agenda that's what i'm yeah, the, trying to understand yeah the the trans thing is interesting to me because i don't think people like i protested against it immediately because yeah, i've like i said i had a medical history but like i have endometriosis which is a, a difficult thing to have and what they do is that they give you hormones so you have to basically the, the problem is my bleeding. So you have to stop the bleeding. So here, have oh, some dude pills, right? I so okay. so I've I've taken all of the stuff that these trans people are taking hey, and, oh. the, and the stuff that they 
give to children called puberty blockers. It's not puberty blocker, it's Lupron. These are G and RH hormones and they have extreme side effects on one of them. And I could only take it six months at a time because it's very dangerous and it will, you know, hurt your bones and make permanent changes like facial hair, drop your voice, Ooh, you, yeah. you become her suit. And yeah, it's yeah. like all of a lot of issues. Yeah. <clears throat> but but I mean the the worst part is what it does to your bones. And they are giving it to children. So I'm immediately against it. I'm like this you cannot because not only I've had a a lot of those physical side effects and they're no fun. And that's only after like I would only have to I could only do it six months at a time because it's too dangerous to go further. It will like damage your kidneys, it can trigger cancers, it's and it will damage your liver. So they're putting children on it for years at a time. And I'm like, I was an adult woman when I couldn't take it for longer than six months. So crazy. What what is it called? It's called what? Lupron. Lupron. Yeah, I was on Lupron and Sinarela, and they're GnRH hormones, basically. God, so and crazy. The the thing is, what it does to your brain is the maddening part because yeah. on my second round of it, I lost my short term memory. Oh. So I would ask a question, and somebody would answer, and then I would forget that I had asked the question and it was like, I, that uh, happens to me that all the time, <laughs> all the time also, but I mean, this but, was the severe. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I thought I was losing my mind. It was driving me insane. And as Whoa. soon as I was, and you can't, you know, you can't, you have to follow the regimen and stuff. So you couldn't taper it off. And like, I was also extremely ill tempered that time. So I punched a hole in the wall. That was fun. Like, and I got a lot of uh, muscle because that's also one of the fun side effects. So I could have been in like, you know, there was like roid rage going on. <laughs> Whoa. Well, so how long did you, and you noticed that the, did the memory thing go away when you stopped taking it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But like, I, I got so paranoid about that, that I was basically, I was following all the homeopathic things that can improve your memory. Like I take honey in my coffee instead of sugar because mm. honey is good for your memory and so on interesting should drink more yeah. Honey. uh yeah <laughs> i should eat more honey uh cool. but yeah it, it it took a while for it to come back so that was like quite disturbing and they're putting kids on this and of course i'm against this and then everybody's like but you're just you know transphobic it's like no i don't think we should damage children like it is really simple. I'm against like circumcision oh, on boys too. Yeah. It's like, that's not the baby's choice. Let yeah. it, like, I think there's like body autonomy that totally. we need to give other humans. We like, like I didn't pierce my daughter's ears when she was a baby. Like yeah. I waited until she could take that decision. I didn't baptize her. She took that decision when she was 16. It's like, I'm very like, consistent with all of these things but everybody yeah. turns around on me and says you're like just a transphobe of some sort and it's like no i'm consistent yes. i think everybody can decide for themselves when they're grown that's it so do you think there's anything to the idea that a lot of this is like medical profit driven that you, when you're turning when you're turning a young person into a trans person, you're signing them up to be a patient for life. That's they're yeah. going to be on drugs and doing surgeries yeah. and going to the doctor yeah. every single week for their entire life. Yeah, I mean, you think they that were, there's a profit motive. 
there's a profit. I mean, it's just like advertising. First, they were like the biggest brand on the market. So the only thing you can do when you own the entire market is expand the market. So that's what they're doing. Because before it was like, oh, this stuff is for like men with prostate cancer. And then it's like, oh, we found some women we can help yeah. too. Right. Oh, they got all hairy. So they don't want to do that anymore. Oh, here's some kids. Yeah. So, so who can now we do this to? Right. Yeah. yeah. And they have to be on it like for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And, and then they also just the like, just the fact that hormone replacement therapy in the UK is like not really easily given out to uh, women in menopause because who cares about women, but they were going to, they're going to give like all of these hormones to random dudes. It's like, but the NHS is not giving it to women who actually need this therapy because it's very difficult when you reach, you know, menopause and this helps them. Yeah. They don't give it to the women. It's so bizarre. They're like, well, we have, we don't have enough of it now. And it's like, well, maybe stop giving it to those dudes over there. Like, <laughs> and you shouldn't like be, you shouldn't yeah. be, yeah, you shouldn't be on that either for a very long time because it triggers cancers. Yeah. So it's like, don't, I mean, you shouldn't be playing around with hormones. It really messes with people's brains. And I think that's the most disturbing part because I have felt the effects myself and I know it does it. That's so wild. It's yeah, it's just crazy. You've actually like been through it. You've actually experienced what this whole controversy is about. Yeah. So imagine a, like a, a 12 year old girl comes to you and she's like, I don't want to be a, you know, girl. It sucks. Yeah. And it's like, dude. <laughs> and, and I've told my daughter this. I'm like, girlfriend, I was just like you. I was wearing suits until I was like 18 yeah. because yeah. it was this whole thing about growing up to being a woman when, you know, what is a woman? They're showing like, you know, the OnlyFans page girls and the Instagram influencers. <laughs> and it's like, this is what you think your pick is, right? Yeah. If you're going to be a woman, you have to be one of these. Yeah. And when you're 12 years old and awkward, you're like, I didn't want to. Yeah, I don't like, want that. Right. Yeah. 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 The, who, who wants that? Like instead, yeah. like ex expand what a woman is. Like show us like, yeah, you know, astronauts or whatever. Like, let's this go back the, to that. Right, well, then this is what's so funny about the argument is that it's like, we don't believe that you're defined by your body yet we're going to completely define ourselves by our by how our yeah. body looks like the message that people should be getting is love your body you know your body is but your body's not who you are you know your body right. is not you you know like you are something that your body is involved with but like you're yeah it's fixing your body is not going to make you 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 know like yeah. it's not gonna you're not gonna then suddenly be like oh i'm me now because my body like looks a certain way like that's you know that's just never the solution and it's such a shallow um perspective there, to say yeah yeah, yeah. there it's like you know we can talk about gender fluidity and whatever but what we're doing when we're making trans women and trans men is we're like putting people in sex stereotype boxes exactly yeah and that's so, why this whole thing is just so ridiculous and yeah and, and, so, uh, yeah, yeah yeah they would they 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 would have sent me to surgery when i was a kid honestly like yeah. i may have long hair and makeup now but when i was a kid i was like I stalked my grandfather until he taught me how to use every single tool in his in his <laughs> workshop and I used to yeah. repair with cars with my dad and I built computers with my dad so it's like yeah. I was the boy and my brother is a really really good chef 
And he stalked my grandmother to learn how to bake. And he stalked my mom to learn how to cook. So it's like, oh, we're the weird ones here. But like, just let the kids grow up. Yeah. Is he a Swedish yeah. baker? He... No, he's a <laughs> wine merchant. Oh, cool, cool. So yeah, he's really into food and good wine pairings. And meanwhile, How come I'm the building... Swedes have such bad, no offense, I'm not trying to talk talk stuff, but the Swedes food is not, it's not always the best there. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> I will cook you reindeer. Is that a stereotype? Is that maybe that's, that's a just stereotype. a stereotype? Okay. Yeah. I think so. I, I can cook you reindeer that you will like talk about for years. Really? Reindeer. Wow. It's like elk, probably like similar to like elk kind of. It's game. yeah. It's more like elk is elk. Yeah. It's yeah. Like venison close to that. Yeah. But more like red and like full of protein. Yeah. It's so much. It's yeah. really nice. I also do moose and all the cute little birds. <laughs> so how come, like, it seems like you, America is sucks right now in particular. So how come, have you thought about going back to Sweden? Or have you thought about living there? Or? No, the thing about living in Sweden is like we have. You pay 90% taxes. <laughs> that's a bad thing. But I, I really, yeah. I from a security standpoint, I don't like the fact that everybody could look up my address. And I did seek from the police um, the the privacy thing so that I could be private, but they just didn't think I had enough um, evidence of the, or there wasn't enough like um, uh, court cases against the stalker to- So this make... sounds, is this like an internet stalker? Is this like a, a person or- It's a, it's a person. Terrible. Oh, it's a person. wow. So yeah, so, and I mean, I, I posted- bad. Some of them are like internet people too, because it started like when I was posting stuff in decades ago, um, Chinese people got really mad at me for one ad campaign. And since I see where the traffic comes from, I could just follow it and see where they were. So they were speaking in a Chinese forum and everybody's like, oh, does we know anybody in the town she's in? She's in this town. And somebody goes, yes, I'm in that town. And it's like, okay, so this is her address. This is where she lives. Hey. And before I knew it, like in this forum, there's a literal photo of me looking out the window. Oh my God, that's terrifying. Trying that's to get really my cat. Scary. And and that's not enough. I'm showing this to the cops and they're like, oh, we don't know who these are. And it's like, well, it's the Chinese people who live in this town, obviously, who just oh like, they were, they were basically like Kiwi farms, but for China. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I don't want my, like where I live this readily available. Wait, so was this the same situation or this was a different situation? No, these are different situations. These are different situations. So, so it just wow. kept happening because That's like funny. basically if you're a sort of well-known enough woman on the internet, I suppose. You're going to get stalked by people. Yeah. And so yeah. it's in Chris, somebody just posted on, I actually am curious, did, what did you say before I asked this? the chinese it was a bad ad or something like what was what was it, it was yeah it was a red cross ad for uh like the they were protesting that the olympics were going to be in china so it was a swedish red cross that did an ad campaign about it and so i wrote about oh. the ad campaign so therefore everybody needs to know where i live wait but it, oh you wrote about sim just about the ad campaign yeah i'm like this ad campaign is this and then they got mad oh. because they didn't like because there's a there's a large contingency of expat Chinese who are really patriotic. Yeah, right, right. Well, and it's probably you mean patriotic about China. 
Yeah, so yeah. they have to defend China at all costs. Well, so. it's also like, I think they pay for that. I mean, I think it's like, you know, like that's yeah. part of the, that's part of what they do. Wow. Um, no, I was going to say, I just saw a thing on Twitter that was like a, a, a guy named Lucas just switched his profile picture to a woman. He didn't say anything else. And I think he just put in his, he kept his name Lucas and he uh, just put like, I'm the girl in my profile picture. And it's just a picture of a girl. And he shared all these messages he just started getting. And it blew my mind. Like I, being a woman on Twitter it's just like an entirely different experience. Like, are, are you just like getting messages all the time from people? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah, weird, it's man. Classic. I mean, that's an advantage of being like a, a blue check is that I can filter a lot of that. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty nice. But yeah, like be a woman on Twitter and have a controversial opinion. And immediately like people just take the images of me from my Twitter profile or like my email list profile and then they just tweet back at me. You thought you looked good in these yeah. like, <laughs> like, I don't care what you think about how I look. I honestly don't care. Like the yeah. fact that you straight to that part of like just attacking my looks means yeah. you have no argument. It's just so funny to me how men, but like, it, to I me it just makes me think, I, I don't necessarily feel bad for women. I feel bad for the men that think Oh, I think you care. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like, well, like you literally think a woman, you're going to just send her a random message and she's going to like fall in love with you. Like, like, what what do you think is going to happen? Like these guys, like, what do they think? I just have no idea what they think is like going to happen if they approach a woman on Twitter. It's like so dumb. They shoot their shot, I suppose. Which is, you know, you can't get mad for like that if it's polite, but it is like, uh, on LinkedIn, I've had people actually phone me up for meetings. So like arranging meetings and blah, 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 blah. And then when you're taking the call and you're sitting there and it's like, I'm thinking this is actually going to lead to some sort of work. You realize the guy is only talking about redheads that he's worked with. Oh my God. Yeah, and it's cool. like, oh no, you're just like, you're flirting with me. That's what's going on here. Yeah, like, this yeah. is like, this is not going to pan out to any sort of job cooperation here. And it's like, no. Yeah, that's that part sucks for sure. Because then you're like, well, oh, that's what this was. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to start billing people for calling me. Like, <laughs> you should. You should. Um, okay, cool. Well, uh, this was a really, really great conversation. Definitely one of my favorites ever. I feel like we 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 dug deep on a few things that I rarely talk about on here. And it's great to have a, um, not only somebody uh, in advertising, but a woman in advertising. It's great to, to have that. It's rare. I don't think I know a single other woman in advertising who's willing to like speak candidly about these things. Uh, I mean, you get canceled. So yeah. Right. So what's going on? Oh, sorry. What are you gonna say? No, no, there's like, there's like a little, I mean, you know, all of those diet Madison Avenue, Instagram things and stuff. Yeah. There is, there is a, a, a pretty large crew of predators in advertising and and they have created this gang and i actually have like all of their social medias and everything like listed in a google doc so that i can avoid them and block them because Wait, what do you mean it, predators they they swarm people and oh, take them down yeah, 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 yeah and it's nasty every time it happens and every time i see like another person liking one of those tweets that's like basically calling to go and take some dude down or like or me 
um, then I'm like, yeah, you, you're going on the list because you're one of the predators. You're one of the piranhas now. There's a lot of piranhas. And the, really, the only way to deal with them is just to, I mean, I think you have a good way, but you just have to exit, you know? And and I've been so much happier. I was trying to cling on in the mainstream ad world and it came, I was had a great job at a, a top branding agency. I went to the the CEO's like $5 million house in uh, San Francisco, per, perched on top of the hill. And we nice. work for the day and he sits me down and, I, and he like hands me a glass of champagne. He goes, I really want to talk about the threat to our democracy. <laughs> I know I said that already, but I was just like, he's now expecting me to like, you know, amplify. And I was just like, it was then and there. I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I like, I can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I had my daughter. Right. And I was like, I am not going to have her spend her entire life hearing me in the other room, just lying. Like I, you know, that that's just, it's, I would rather be poor. You know, I'd rather be poor for the rest of my life. I mean, we'll see how poor I get, but, but, but know, it's interesting how, like how important that becomes once you become a parent. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I I'm I I was also in that kind of similar situation. It it was just I was looking at my daughter and I was like, she can't see this for yeah. the rest of her life. Like right. I need to break away, break away and be me and do like things that I believe in. Right. So and how's I, that going? That's going all right. <laughs> <laughs> how's brown? How's brown and red? It's going. It's going pretty well. Yeah. It's the the thing about it is that I can sort of deploy myself in different situations yeah. or different um, projects and products that I think is really fun to do. And so I, I it's even better than advertising agencies because in the US, for whatever reason, you tend to get stuck on a single brand. And that really didn't happen in ad agencies in you know, in Europe, when I was working in Amsterdam and in Sweden and Denmark, I would have like, you know, new brands to work on all the time. And so I don't, I wouldn't be able to work on a car only, you know what I mean? I've done cars, but I don't want to do just one car brand forever. That sort of paints you into a corner and that's no fun either. Yeah. All right. No, exactly. And yeah, you get to, <clears throat> you get to move around and do different projects. And yeah. I, have you ever had a lead come in? This is what I'm counting on and it's worked pretty well so far have you had a lead come in because you're more open-minded and more because that's really what we sh any what i always say any brand spending millions of dollars on a current ad agency you're buying so much bullshit you're buying like how many meetings a day about dei and about woke shit and about woke awards and about uh, everything besides your brand, are you paying for? When you pay for one of these large agencies, you're, you, nine out of the $10 you're spending is going to, to BS. Yeah. Well, long before it was legalized and stuff, there was vape companies coming to me because they were like, you're probably the only person who would dare touch this. Yeah, who would dare like be cool. Right. And also, as you're saying, now there's this whole conservative economy um of like you know these so i feel like more and more of those opportunities are i've been having people like reach out to me and be like hey like look i've i've read your writing on advertising i i would much rather go with you than go with some other agency that's you know going to be woke so i don't know if you've had any of that yeah well i mean it's it's also the more conservative brands or they know that 
it's not just like the the messaging it's where it's being said as well so i think it's the whenever it was like a million moms were protesting different ads that was kind of cute but then it became such a big thing to protest any kind of outlet that had advertising on it if they wrote something that you disagreed with if they like said you know trump might win the like election and then it's like oh we got to remove all the ads from there and people got the power to do that because they like they sent complaints and then you know google banned them or something it's like google banned me for showing sophie doll's tits so <laughs> it's, it's very easy to like basically lock a a, a small media company out of the advertising money that you could get in the world and that's not right that's also when the awards actually messed up when they became weird when google had the yachts outside of the can lions that's what when was it that? was like it was like 2011 or something it was like, like google started showing up and having google parties at can and oh. i was just like hang on a second you don't create ads you're yeah. the biggest advertising media like because we we put our like banners on you and you put them on every single blog in the world. Wow. Except so you're saying like that was the moment when things started changing kind of? Yeah. Wow. I think that's when it happened. That's and crazy. That, I think like all of the the phones and the apps that we have now is they're they're steering people. They're owning you. Yeah. And to for example like Twitter is super distracting. So I, I just went through a Twitter cleanse and I'm going to leave it alone for a bit. So I logged <laughs> out and everything, but there's like tons of people DMing me on Twitter. And I'm like, there are thousands of apps you could use to talk to me specifically that aren't Twitter. So could you like, please move to like, you know, Telegram or something that's, yeah. that is like, you know, a secure place. Twitter is not. I mean, I looked at stuff. There was people that, that were discussing things with me on Adland when I still did that, but I stopped doing that now because the Perianas took me down and I just didn't want to deal with that anymore. Um, they were like sending me like, I know who's behind Diet Madison Avenue and they're listing all the names and stuff. And I'm like, well, could you prove it? Cause I need receipts. Like I can't just write these names. I, I I don't do that. I need receipts. Yeah. And so the person was giving me all of this information and all that stuff. And then I downloaded all of Adlin's um, tweets and DMs and everything. And I went through them and this person has deleted their account. And that means I cannot see those DMs anymore. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, this is like, why are we using this app? Why are people yeah. contacting me on this? Oh, yeah. It's just ridiculous. I have no control over what's happening there. Send me an email. Like I have my email. That's great. Send me an email. It is ridiculous that Twitter is like, yeah. And, and, and the blood is on all of our hands too. That's the funny thing. It's like, we all continue to use these platforms, even though we know they're terrible and we hate them. Yeah. yeah we still use them. So yeah. just log out from them. I mean, the amount of advertising agencies, like creatives and creative directors that are like popping into the Adlands DMs, sliding in there going, Hey, we made this great ad campaign. And it's like, dude, this is my email. Stop sliding into my DMs. Like, why yeah. do you think I'm going to download your ad campaign from like a shitty little Twitter? Like, you know, <laughs> it, it's like, yeah, it's like a the the poster that you want to show me is like the size of a stamp here. Like, <laughs> right, right. Send me the real thing. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, uh, I, I next time I'll have to shill Urbit to you more. I know that you. I know that you don't like it. I, but uh, I think the we'll the main reason about... I. 
don't like it yeah. is because of the naming system. I know it was supposed to be like earls and kings and whatnot at the start, which is just crazy. But now that they're doing universes and planets and all of that, it's like, no, your naming system is like it obfuscates what you're doing so much. I can't deal with it. Well, there's always having... been planets and stars. So the more, the higher you go up, the shorter your name gets. So a, 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 the galaxy will be called like Zod and a star will be called like Zod Zen. And then your planet, which is you, is called like Zod Zen blank block, you know? Yeah. I, but it's I, just I, like I, a, you are, it's just like a, an IP address. That's all it is. It, it's just, it's like you're, it's like you can remember it. It would be like remembering your own IP address, basically. Oh, I do remember all my IP addresses. <laughs> That's amazing. So maybe <laughs> for me, it's, it's, anyway, we shouldn't get into urban now, but maybe one day I'll introduce you to Anthony, who you would love, actually, and you can give him all your complaints and, uh, and he'll answer. <laughs> he'll answer them well. Yeah, but um, it's like it's I'm I'm doing something in Python right now and I have same issues with naming because it's like suddenly somebody recommends something and it's like you should use pillow for that or you mm -hmm. should use Kafka and I'm like could we like not name stuff after other stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like when That's... you have expressions like master and slave so I know this is the master server and this is the slave server. I get it. That's a yeah. concept. But like don't name your project Kafka. <laughs> it's, it's just a search engine <laughs> i know yeah that that is funny when they do that um okay this was great where can people find you um i have a little um newsletter at debitch.net i don't know why i have that but i have one <laughs> so wait we need to clarify to people what that is because so your middle name is debitch debitch is a is a surname it's, it's your actually, it's okay, a serbian Serbians, it's a Serbian Serb name. Oh, so that's your old. That's uh, what is it? What is it? <laughs> How did you acquire now, that name? <laughs> I acquired this name because I was extremely good at headshots when I played computer games. And I used to also be one of the only women who went to like, you know, DreamHack and LAN parties like that uh, as the first ones when we're done in the 90s. And uh, so when I was sitting down to play for the first time, a guy turned around and looked at me and he's like, what are we going to name you like on the lawn? And I was like, I don't know. And, and he just goes, wait, you're a girl and we have eight hours. Da bitch. <laughs> and, and the joke is that we used to play Command and Conquer before like he was showing me this game. And that was basically like we were always like naming old admirals and stuff. And this is actually a, a, a Russian captain in the Russian Japanese war. So it's like, it's a very nerdy joke, but it's stuck. Okay. And so when, when I started working on Adlin, I was like, I'm just going to use the username the bitch because you can't spell Osk on the internet and you can't spell Veppling on the internet. You couldn't oh, back then. You can now. I see. So I, I just used that handle always. And it is a surname. So I'm like, you know, I'll keep it. <laughs> So okay. why not? But people <laughs> people get very confused about it. Like I've had people who are actually named a bitch like go, wait, are we related? And like, no. <laughs> I mean, it's also just for it's just when you see your first name and then that name next to each other, it's just obviously, yeah, it's just obviously <laughs> hilarious. But uh, which I thought was a joke for the longest time before I realized it was not. Okay, so da bitch d a b i t c h dot net. Uh, yeah. 
And uh, on, on Twitter, you will see me as the bitch, but I'm not talking there right now. But you can sign up for my newsletter right there on Twitter. I need to do this. Oh, right. You have one of these Twitter newsletters. Yeah, that's that's uh, actually it's not a Twitter newsletter. I'm just using you just if, use that thing. I'm just yeah, using right. it. Yeah, I'm just using it because uh, it's like a, my my own Substack. Yeah, I mean, make, I don't know. Oh, I don't know why. Really if, yeah, Substack is great, but I don't know why everybody's on it. I don't know why like everybody went to Medium. It's like Twitter. It's like it, it, there's just these things they get cool, and everybody just decides that's where you are right at that moment, and then you go to the next thing. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's like I want to take back like, my data. I want to control everything on my machines. You know, I don't want to yeah. like be using somebody else's platform. Because no, right. all of a sudden they shut you off, and then you it's lose like, it all. You and that's yeah. yeah. That this is the central premise of Urban is that it's your own personal server that everything is forever on, and it's transplantable into wherever you go forever. Um, Have you okay. ever heard of Neo4j? No. It's basically you can make graphical database systems with like your phones, so you Whoa. can. It's it's. I thought that's where the future was heading like about a decade ago, but it hasn't seemed to develop to, to a larger scale yet. Neo 4A. 4J. Neo 4J. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'm really not, to be perfectly honest, I'm really not much of a tech person. I just tried to <laughs> take Hoon School, which is the Urbit code. Urbit is called Hoon, like the main code. And I was like, I lasted two classes. I was like, I have no, I, I, this is too, too far afield for me, but uh, yeah, I'm really not a tech person. I'm, I, I'm not like super online. Um, okay. But I, uh, so dabitch.net, your Twitter is dabitch and then Adland still is kind of existing that you can see as well. Right. Adland yeah. Adland can... exists. I mean, the whole point of Adland is that we share the ads we make. So I'm not the person that you should email. You should log in and put your ads up. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's but people tend to email me anyway. So it's like, okay, fine. I'll put it up for you. <laughs> but, you know, in the future, if anybody's interested, you can put your own stuff up. Yeah. Wow. This is okay. Very cool. But, but that's why I'm rebuilding it. I rebuild it constantly because I've been trying to get the users to put their own stuff up all the time. And like people just don't. Yeah. And so I'm like, it must be the build. So I rebuild it constantly. Oh, I see. You're constantly. But now I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to change it all and put it on Python or something. Yeah. <laughs> um. Cool. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining. Uh, stay in touch. And um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else to plug? Anything else to plug? Um, I think everybody should take their privacy more seriously. So I'll, I'll plug the purse there. Go to yeah. sacra.shop to get what, yourself. Oh, one wait, of hold those. on. What is that? Let me write it down. S A K R A dot shop. Ah, sacra.shop. Faraday cage purse. The Faraday cage, anything, man. Faraday, like, yeah. I think you should, like, people should really take, like, remember when they were showing all of these people how they had walked around the White House and, and stuff because of how Parlor was tracking them? Yeah. Every app you have is doing that. Is doing that same thing, right? Yeah. So, like, if you're like, you know, driving to your mistress, <laughs> <laughs> hide that. You know, yeah. these, nobody needs to know everything about you. Yeah. 
I know, but there's no way to, as you're saying, it's, it's, they're going to do it. <laughs> they're going to do it whether you like it or not. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's why you need the Faraday cages. I've, I've been, I used to work like at various, like I worked at Ericsson and we worked with Nokia for something. And so when we came to Nokia, you weren't allowed to bring the phones into the building because of the um, camera phones on Nokia phones and because they were developing this. And so they didn't want anybody taking a picture. So it's like, you had to leave the phones outside the building. And it's like, this is really ironic. I have a Nokia and I can't bring it into Nokia. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. Fair. I'm like thinking about their Faraday cages now that soon we'll just like have our own Faraday cage. We just carry around with us at all times. The car, that's what like a Tesla should like come with like a Faraday cage compartments. In there. Yeah, I, I like I wouldn't buy a Tesla. The fact that somebody can brick your car from somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, that's real. Well, and th that's why they want it. That's why they because they want to just control all the cars, which it arguably is not necessarily a bad thing if you could coordinate traffic would actually be good but but yeah <clears throat> but no you're right like overall they want it so that they you're plugged in they can just oh you're you robbed a store or you said the wrong thing we're just gonna yeah i'm, I'm thinking about that, chi that chinese system where it's like no you can't buy a train ticket now because you don't have any enough social credits social credits right um well this was so great ask uh, Thank you. Wrong. <laughs> it's fine, but uh, it's appreciate like, this. It's like Oscar. Just drop the AR, like Osk. Osk. Oscar. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Thank you.